This is Jennifer Pepita with the Restoration Home Podcast. Today, I'm going to be chatting with you about a Charlotte Mason education. Maybe we could even call it a living education or education for restoration or education for a peaceful, shalom-filled family. I want to talk to you just about some of the ways that the principles of a Charlotte Mason education can really help elevate your goals as a mom of having children who love you and love God. One of my favorite poetry excerpts is from Elizabeth Barrett Browning. It says, earth is crammed with heaven and every common bush of fire with God, but only he who sees takes off his shoes. And this has been a motto of mine with my homeschool. I'm not just educating my children so they could go to college or get a good job. I really want my children to be so aware of God. I want them to be infused with God. I want them to have scripture and hymns and songs and an experience with God that carries them through life where no matter what they are called to, no matter what fields they enter, that they just remember so well what it was like to be close to God, that they want to stay close. I want them to be those who see, who, you know, it says, earth is crammed with heaven and every common bush of fire with God, but only he who sees takes off his shoes. I want my children to be able to see the move of God in the world and his presence in the world. And I believe that a Charlotte Mason education is a really good way to do that, You know, Charlotte Mason principle number 18 says, we should allow no separation to grow up between the intellectual and spiritual life of children. She says the indwelling of Christ, Christ dwelling in us, the hope of glory, is a thought that's particularly fit for children because their large faith does not stumble the mystery. Their imagination leaps readily to the marvel that the king himself should inhabit a little child's heart. I love that quote by Charlotte Mason because it really kind of elevates the idea of what we're doing. Like, And this is why with the Peaceful Press Homeschool Resources, we are very intentional about choosing books that help us develop that hopeful, that God-centered worldview. You know, and I think sometimes we maybe even need to just identify or define education. Like, what is the purpose of education? Charlotte Mason said, every good gift of knowledge and insight comes from above. I love that. Karen Andriola said, Charlotte has the Saxon phrase bringing up to express her educational ideas. We, She says, making lots of money is not identical with success. And a person who succeeded at making lots of money but has not the moral attributes, cultural niceties, educational background, or self-knowledge to use his wealth His wealth wisely will find his life empty indeed. First and foremost in importance is the power to live the life God has given in the way God intended. In order to have this power, a person must be at his best in his heart, mind, and soul. And so I love that this, that we broaden our idea about what education is to not just can my child say their ABCs and count to 100? Can my child read and write an essay? Can my child do math really well? That's not the only part of education. That's a really small part. And some educators, such as, I think John Taylor Gatto said this, that all of the 
skills necessary for success in high school could be taught in only one or two years of formal skill study. And I've, I've even seen my son, my youngest son just transitioned into a charter school this year. So it's basically um, a public school, but he's doing some online classes and some in-person classes. And he went from, you know, just a lot of stories and talking about stories to being able to, um, you know, write an essay and fill out his Cornell notes for geography and take a map test and get a hundred percent on it. The things that they do in a public school, high school classroom, he's able to do just fine. Even though we didn't spend all of our days pursuing those academic goals, we spent a lot of time also presenting beautiful literature and heroic characters and taking hikes in nature and, and carving out time to be close to God. So what are some of the ways that we do this? And I want to get through a decent amount of information pretty quickly. Charlotte Mason says we do this with atmosphere and with discipline or good habits and with a life or a feast of the best information. So atmosphere is partly your home atmosphere. Like what kind of atmosphere are you cultivating? And this is a big focus of Restoration Home over the past year, we've talked with people about our emotional health. We've talked about the way that we curate that home atmosphere. Is it peaceful? Do people get along? Are the words that we use as we talk to each other kind and lifting up? There's also the physical surroundings of your atmosphere. Do you have some plants? Do you have maybe a pet to take care of? Is there meaningful work to do in your home? Is it a place where you? you are being that attitude of beauty and hopefulness is being cultivated through the art and the music that you listen to. So, you know, in our home, we do a lot of curating the books and the toys. Like I don't keep books in my home. I don't let books come into my home that are going to sabotage the atmosphere that we're working towards. Same with movies or other kinds of media. We really work hard, especially when our children are young to cultivate tastes that are towards that higher purpose of knowing and being aware of God and his goodness. And also, like I said, the atmosphere is partly how we communicate with each other. And then the Charlotte Mason distinctive is also on habits, a discipline. Charlotte Mason said that the mother who takes pains to endow her children with good habits secures for herself smooth and easy days while she who lets habits take care of themselves has a weary life of endless friction. And we did so much work this year in our restoration home community at developing those good habits. And we're going to continue that in the coming year, working on morning time and morning prayers and room care and church heart follow through and tracking our time so that we can continue towards that 1% improvement. It is hard when you're parenting young children to develop those good habits. It's easy to just overlook things. But when we have that accountability and a group of friends to walk through those habits with us, it makes it so much easier. So in the show notes, I'll link the Restoration Home community and how you can join us when we open in January so you can have that accountability towards building great habits as well. And space is limited this year, but we'd love to have you join. And then another Charlotte Mason principle is basically a life. Education is a life. And what that means is that you present a feast to your children instead of just giving them a workbook or some kind of a little snippet of text to read and then write about so that you 
can prove that they learned something, you read the most beautiful books. For instance, in the Playful Pioneers, we read through the Little House on the Prairie books. And there are so many ways that they struggled through life and sometimes made bad decisions or sometimes were uh, communicated in ways that were harmful. But there's also a lot of faith that this family exemplified. There was a lot of hope that they exemplified as they went through a year where all their crops were eaten by grasshoppers or as they went through a winter where they uh, couldn't even get out to get food and they they developed this hopeful worldview and they there are so many quotes in there that really encourage your children to believe that better days are coming or books like A Single Shard or Freedom Train where you see people living in really heroic and noble ways despite the hardships that are around them. And that's what we do in the Peaceful Press is just continue presenting the most beautiful stories, stories like Treasures in the Snow or, uh, like I said, A Single Shard, these books that highlight nobility and strength of character and purposeful living. And, you know, living books, they present a hopeful worldview. And I think that's so different than what is being presented to our children in many other ways in this in this era is, and it, it really does cultivate this idea that God is still good and that there are still good people in the world and that we can overcome hardship. And then when you read those stories, you talk about them. This is narration. You have your children tell you about it. You ask them about it. You talk about it. This becomes a notebook page. It becomes a story that they write. And with young children, it even becomes the play. You might see your children acting out a story that you read aloud to them later. And so we can have a lot of faith that the ideas are sinking in as we see our children playing, acting them out, writing about it, talking about it. And it takes a lot of pressure off of filling in the blanks and getting a lot of written work done in the years where our children really are developmentally not ready to write long papers. And this is also why in the Peaceful Press, we spend a lot of time working on motor skills in those early years so that they are ready and equipped to be able to write well and type and do all the other kinds of motor work that it takes to be a strong student. You know, as your children read beautiful books, it helps them become a beautiful storyteller. And I've seen some of my children who are writers, you know, they they didn't necessarily have a lot of composition teaching early on, but what they had is a lot of beautiful books that they read and that helped them become beautiful communicators. This Charlotte Mason method of education also streamlines homeschooling in so many ways, because instead of having to have separate workbooks for every subject, you are reading books and you're writing about them. And that covers so much of what we need to teach. You know, vocabulary is taught through listening to words in context and talking about them. Grammar is taught through teaching beautiful sentences and writing beautiful sentences down. And later on in our family, we have often added in like the Institute for Excellence in Writing, um, teaching writing through structure and style. Some of those resources, which you can, I will link an article about teaching language arts. Some of those resources are great because they really have your children identify parts of speech as they're writing. And they also help them with note taking. And that is one of the core skills of getting through college besides being able to read and understand information is being able to write what you read. And so as you work on doing keyword outlines through, um, the IEW, and they're not strictly Charlotte Mason resources, but the note-taking that it teaches is really essential skill 
for children who want to go to college. So a lot of the language arts then is taught in that way. And then um, math is taught through a lot of hands-on learning and a lot of real life math application. But I'm a big fan of getting the best math tutors. If that's not your strong subject, I'm a huge fan of finding people to help you with that. But then the real beauty in a Charlotte Mason education is that so much time can be spent because you're not spending as much time on uh, workbooks and kind of busy work or twaddle work. You have a lot more time to spend on teaching your children through beautiful historical uh, biographies or teaching your children through the best art or the best music. And so in our, in our home, we do a lot of like listening to music, reading poetry in the restoration home community this year, we're going to have a monthly scripture or poetry memory work piece. And some of those are like hope is a thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings a tune without a word and never stops at all. So these poems that really help raise the hope of your children and raise their awareness of the goodness of God. Uh, nature study, spending time out in nature. And, you know, you look at the ways that many of the great scientists in history learned in the early years was through experience, through experience with stories, experience with nature. John James Audubon said, my father generally accompanied my steps and procured bird and flowers for me and pointed out the elegant movements and beauty and softness of their plumage. And he would speak of the departure and the return. And in every way, he said, he excited me to study them and to raise my mind toward their creator. And that's just such an important idea to keep in our minds that when we focus on beauty through stories, through nature study, through beautiful art and poetry, when we focus on beauty, what we're doing is we're pointing our children toward God. In the book, Dr. Zhivago, Boris Pasternak says, the object of all great art is beauty, and it makes us nostalgic for God. Whether we consider ourselves people of faith or not, art arouses in us a universal desire for redemption. And so I think that what I hope you're understanding today is that when we choose a Charlotte Mason, a living education, the Peaceful Press resources in particular, what we're doing is we're putting up signposts for our children towards God, towards heaven. We're helping turn our children's hearts towards the Lord. C.S. Lewis said, the books or the music in which we thought the beauty was located will betray us if we trust to them. It was not in them. It only came through them. And what came through them was longing for they were not the thing itself. They're only the scent of a flower we have not found, the echo of a tune we have not heard. News from a country we've never yet visited. And this is what we want to inspire in our children is this hope and desire and hunger for God that as we present to them these beautiful stories and ideas and this peaceful atmosphere of our home, that we're giving our children a hopeful worldview that will help them stay awake to God, that they will be those people who take off their shoes in awe of the presence and beauty of God in the world. And if you need help with cultivating the atmosphere and the discipline this year, 
Join us in the Restoration Home community. We're going to be working on different habits every month and reading through my new book, Habits for a Sacred Home. And if you want to give your children that feast that Charlotte Mason talked about, that that life, that feast of beautiful, hopeful ideas, check out the Peaceful Press book lists and the Peaceful Press homeschool resources. Each of them have been curated very carefully to present to your children that hopeful worldview that God is on the throne and that all things work together for good to those who love him and to those who are called according to his purpose. Thanks for joining today. Feel free to share, to leave a review. Your support means the world to us here at the Restoration Home Community. And we can't wait for you to join us in 2024. We're going to be joined by Sarah McKenzie and Sally Clarkson and Felicia Masonheimer and so many other amazing gifts of guests as we talk about the concepts of restoration and having a family that is on a peaceful path toward connection and toward a restored community. 